0: You are listening to JS with love JS on amor live from Chicago. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining JS with love. Here we are again. Again, thank you to combi and combi studios for letting us have the space this awesome space and also the art in the back thank you to pablo serrano and of course um to all those who we inspire every day to be the best version of themselves and i always like to get started we're gonna have a great show ahead of us but i definitely want to talk about what has been going on in the united states this past week we were settled in a little bit with you know peace and tranquility in a way where justice was served in Minneapolis and the and the death and murder of George Floyd. However, we're so far behind the curve of what really needs to happen, which is justice reform, criminal justice reform. and the way the the police brutalize and attack, you know our our brown and black brothers and sisters. Um, obviously, again, we we've been going through a lot as a country. And the only way that we were able to heal is if we get in touch with our humanity. And humanity is going to be the theme of our show today. Um, with me, I'm so excited and truly honored to have somebody so special to me who changes lives, saves lives, and really puts his heart and his soul into the work that he's doing. And, of course, I'm honored to say that he is my husband, but I'm also really excited to say he's one of my longtime best friends who I've seen grow in his career. So I want to pass the mic so that he can introduce himself. Dan Montes. Oh,
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me here. Mm -hmm. It's definitely quite a pleasure. And I was just waiting when this was going to happen because I knew it was going to (laughs) happen. And so uh, my name is Dan Montes, also known as Dan the CPR Man. Pretty much. Uh, That's people sometimes in the neighborhood know me by for uh, my long um, trajectory of teaching classes in English and Spanish. and teaching first aid as well. Uh, Not only do I practice what I preach, but I also uh, am a firefighter paramedic for the great city of Chicago.
0: Um, Awesome. No, Well, I want to say, yes, you are known as the CPR man. But tell us about the neighborhood that has grown to see you succeed and thrive in this field and what really why really you being from this community impacts the work that you do.
1: Okay, uh well, I definitely grew up in Pilsen. Um and I went to the local um grammar school here in on Pilsen. I went to St. Paul and then um for high school I went to Cristo Rey. So for a lot of my teenage uh, youth Life. I grew up in the area and I kind of seen it uh, grow and develop Um, and and it was just one of those things where I went to the path that I did and I am in uh, because again I was uh, seeking out opportunities that I didn't see like our people and and I wanted to kind of be unique in that sense um, and do something that wasn't really you know uh, kind of You know, I see people of my background are Latinos in really. So,
0: yeah. Well, one of the things that I always like to say because I believe that the neighborhoods that we grew up in Mm -hmm. and the places that we're in really impacts, you know, the way that we are brought up, right? Mm -hmm. And um, when I knew you back in the day, Mm -hmm. um, over 10 years ago, I got to know you as somebody who loved art and loved, you know, painting and. And I say painting and murals on walls. <laughs> uh, but I mean that was something that that you know you really love to do mm-hmm. and can you tell me a little bit about your upbringing in that sense of like being growing up with your, your peers doing art and walls and living on the edge um, when you were so young?
1: Well um, obviously being from Pilsen it's like it's hard not to get involved in the arts because it's a very hard art driven neighborhood um, and it's one of those things where, I mean, growing up, I mean, um, my choices, I thought were like either to be a graffiti artist or, you know, um, they were very limited as being a male Latino. And mm. so I wanted to take the least, um, you know, one that you can get in trouble with because the other ones were like either, you know, being a gangbanger or just like, you know, doing something that was negative. And, uh, I saw that as a way to express yourself, um, how you felt and how you perceive the world. And um, that's something I definitely did as a hobby, you know, got mm-hmm. a little bit into that and just wanted to explore the different opportunities that came with it to take it to the next level and to see what I can make of it or just just kind of explore the world.
0: You know? <laughs> I, one of the things I'm fascinated about with you is that you always want to take things to the next level, whatever it mm-hmm. is, and um, you didn't have a normal, let's say, roadmap to become a firefighter paramedic Mm -hmm. i mean you went to college but you also went to a special college very far away because again you want to take it to the next level so i really wanted you to tell people about the experience you had working and going and working in disney world in florida and then also (laughs) going to disney university but also why you did it Because, again, a lot of us come from uh, an upbringing where the American dream of traveling, of exploring new new cornerstones of the world really comes at a cost because we don't have our families don't have life savings or we don't have life savings when we're little. So going to places like Disney World or even thinking of working in areas like that. Can you tell us about your experience doing that and why you took those chances? And then for the young people hearing us, the fact that they can actually apply for those things and those experiences.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Just because the opportunity is not there doesn't mean it doesn't exist. That's a great Um, way to say it. I know that's something I always remembered. Um, It's just a matter of you trying to search for it. Or if not, pairing up with the right people Mm -hmm. um, that have uh, resources that can you know, help you and link you up with. Yeah. Um, So I know it can be hard at times because I know um, growing up, it's, um, you know, to say, you know, it's not, sometimes it's hard to find a role model Mm -hmm. that, especially in the career path that maybe you might want to pursue. Um, but again, doesn't mean um, you can't have other people to guide you in the process. Even though it might not be the same career that you want to get into, but they can always offer advice on as how to get it done. Um, they can share their their best advice, really, as far as like, how to navigate or who to seek to. Mm-hmm. Um, because I know I lo- uh, one of the things that I took upon myself is I took other people's advice um, that they were sharing with other people and I took it as my own. I was like, okay, they're telling them that maybe let me see if I can somehow configure that into my own. Yeah. And um, use it towards my career path. Yeah. Um, But again, taking chances, taking risks, um, I highly encourage it because you never know where that takes you in life. Um, It definitely opens up a whole new um, opportunity of doors for you, maybe that uh, people of your own background don't come, and that's an opportunity for you to share uh, that to people. And you know, so
0: I always encourage so, that.
1: So, how did you end up in Disney World? So, how did I end up in Disney World? Well, <laughs> we I first, I can know. tell you honestly, I never actually was taken to Disney World, Disneyland. Um, and so I saw it as an opportunity to be actually to go there, yeah. Um, and and while I was in college, and actually, the opportunity presented itself that you can actually go to Disney World or Disneyland and take college credit classes while still working there. Mm-hmm. And on your days off, you can just obviously hang out at the parks and you know, meet new people and meet new friends. I got an op- awesome opportunity to meet meet uh, people from all different parts of the world just by doing that Uh, little did I know I was gonna even be flying out to like Orlando Florida for this program but I did and so I made the best experience out of it
0: yeah because then like after that I mean you could said you met people from all over the world and building those relationships when you're young is is powerful because now you can go to like any country in the world that you have friends and that you met through that experience And didn't you get to go to Brazil?
1: Yeah, one of those uh, opportunities was I was able to go to Brazil because my neighbors happened to be Brazilian. And so sure enough, um, you know, I made that relationship Mm -hmm. and I expanded on it and took it upon myself to just, you know, not hide in within my little shell and just kind of be spontaneous and curious.
0: Yeah, so one of the reasons I bring up all these things that that I'm talking about your life because I know you very well, right? Mm-hmm. I know your background and I know what you've been through. I hope you do. <laughs> right, right. I know your back. I know what you've been through. I know the hard work and sacrifices that you've done to get where you are when you come from nothing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's always powerful to say and talk about because oftentimes right now, especially a lot of young people are thinking about going to college or what they're going to do for a career. Or what they're gonna decide to do if they can't afford certain things, but there's pathway to do things. And so, um, when you chose to take this path of in the healthcare, you were going in nursing. You were going to go into nursing, and then all of a sudden, you you got an opportunity to become a paramedic. Um, can you tell us about that process? Because I know you took these classes in high school, and I don't know if they still offer those in high school these days. Maybe maybe you can shed light into that. But can you talk a little bit about the road that you took from taking those courses in high school, then how you transitioned to keep still focused on that through your trajectory and then how you're executing that now as a career? I know Mm -hmm. it's just like a big path to talk about, but I really want folks, especially the young folks listening to know that, you know, how there's a road map to get to where you are today.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, So I think the key lies from the way I see it. My perspective is um, what you're doing, your extracurricular activity in your spare time, Um, because that's really kind of how I made this career path for myself work. Mm -hmm. Um, Definitely, I know I was involved um, in a program called the CPFTA, which is still actually available. Um, So that's something for young women and uh, men that are interested in a public safety career. Um, definitely, I highly encourage you to contact me or just uh, do a quick Google search, CPFTA um, program, and it's an opportunity to go into law enforcement or to go into becoming a paramedic or a fireman, right? That mm-hmm. gives you the upper chance in case you don't have that other um, fighting chance of getting in with the city, such as you know, being a, a veteran or being in the military or having a parent that's actually on the job. Mm-hmm. um but uh, yeah i actually made that little sacrifice after school instead of like hanging out with buddies or um doing i also did sports believe it or not. so my high school um days after school were kind of a little bit strenuous and hard <laughs> i had a um you know i really came home like around eight o'clock each day um because i was involved in that program that yeah. i got accepted to. but again um i always kept busy that's for sure and um i'd never really just counted on just being fixated and having that one goal in mind I always had like a back like plan plan B and C just in case that ever happened, um, and so I just kind of um, made me kind of think ab- abroad and um, just see what other opportunities there were um, in the medical field itself to have something to fall back on. Always having a safety net um is very important and i mm-hmm. highly encourage that because again if plan a doesn't work at least you have plan b or c to catch you yeah and so i just figured okay i'll start doing this um and obviously uh, i worked in the private sector first you know i got my feet wet there to um i found out that i really wanted to become permanent because there's a process to that which is to become the emtb uh, which is a, a simple semester long program again that helps you determine whether you want to take it up a notch and um get the get to the next level next level and <laughs> see some uh, like you know some stuff and actually help people out at a higher level, right? With education yeah. and see all that stuff that you see on um, TV that, you know, sometimes should right? call um, fire that show. Right. And some life-saving skills. Right. But again, it's one of those things where, you know, you want to get your feet wet with certain um, types of careers and, or seek out people that are already doing it. Right. And having them as your mentor. Um, but, again, the path is not easy, just like anything in life. Um, if it's worth it, it's going to be require a challenge. It's going to be hard um, to work at. But, again, it was one of those opportunities. I kept fighting after school. I kept being involved through After School Matters was one. Uh, Yolo Kali's back in the day on 18th of Blue Island was another one that offered opportunities. And so, again, with if within the arts um, or not, I mean, it's, you still learn valuable lessons, right? whether they're life lessons or I remember I, for, for one program that I did, it was um, – it was like a culinary program that i did as well too and that was an awesome experience to learn how to like know the fundamentals of cooking because coming from a, a latino family i mean my mom I just did everything just by looking at it just oh, a little bit of
0: this a little bit of that but yeah really you're, had you're the very adamant about recipes <laughs> like i know that personally <laughs> you're like did you follow the instructions yeah no i i think for me what i really want to note a couple things that you said that are very imperative is that there's well, there's a will, there's a way. But oh, there's yes. also, there's no such thing as mistakes, but, but lessons learned. Because mm-hmm. even though you have all these avenues, whether you want to be in the arts or in the healthcare or business or all of that, it all really comes together to what you decide to do 100%. Now, you were a paramedic for the city of Chicago. You made it happen. But that wasn't enough. You were want to take it to the next level. So can you tell us about when you decided to take it to that next level to then now become A firefighter paramedic because becoming a firefighter at a later age, Mm -hmm. you know, in your late 20s, you know, just to not say a number, but like, you already have life experience, you already have type the type of, you know, uh, things that you've seen the type of leadership that you've developed, the type of team player that you've become to become a firefighter in a new world, um, where a lot of minorities are not in that. There's not a lot of Latinos, like you said, like yourself coming from neighborhoods that's so underserved, underrepresented, to still keep their values. Um, because that's what we've seen, right? Recently, especially with everything that's going on with the police department, and then, you know, with, with we gotta, yeah, there is, true, there's not all police are the same, but oftentimes even, um, you know, there's a lot of toxic masculinity, there's a lot of racism, institutional racism, but it is, how can we keep our values? and who we are as people when we're in positions of privilege and power right so you being a firefighter you know how was that decision for you to know that you were going to go into that world where you still had to stay true to yourself
1: well i always remember where i came from Mm -hmm. and um you gotta challenge yourself um to see how you can be a greater person and how you can help out people people at a greater level right if that's something that you feel um, passionate about. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember my saying to this day, um, my high school's model was to be men and women for others. And so, again, being a man for others, I was like, oh, let's see how can I interpret that in the career path that I chose, right? And so that's where the whole CPR training uh, stemmed from, really mm-hmm. from an idea of, of somebody telling me, hey, uh, you should teach some of these cool skills that you're learning in a, uh, as a paramedic or just yeah. as EMT to the community because we take it for granted sometimes in our communities that, we, um, you know, that they know how to do certain skills, such Mm -hmm. as basic skills as CPR. But then, no, it's not common sense. Common sense ain't so common, right, as you've heard. Um, But again, it's just finding those um, missing pockets of information that our communities don't usually receive. Um, But again, it's just that challenge of like when you reach a certain stage where it's like, okay, how can I be a better version of myself? Where you take on that um, other opportunity and it's like, hey, or there's a lack of Mm -hmm. our people or just that representation, right? Because if you have the opportunity, you let it go by. and it's, it, You don't want to regret that later on. Exactly. And at least if you pursue it, now you have a choice of saying, oh, "All right, okay, I made it, but now do I really want to pursue this or not? Is it going to be for a greater cause? Or is it going to make me feel better at the end of the day? Mm-hmm. But at least knowing the fact that you challenged yourself and you see yourself um, at a point where you feel satisfied with yourself.
0: So is that what you thought when you decided to become a firefighter? Like...
1: Um, it was never in the in the vision, right? Um, usually, when you get like a job like that, you get you know you apply for it and then you get called for it, right? Mm-hmm. But um, and you get lucky uh, sometimes. Uh, but I, I want to say I planted the seed yeah. um, to be able to get called for the opportunity. And again, um, it I, I want to say it came a little bit um, I don't want to say easier, but uh, I think I was a little bit prepared for that yeah. type of uh, mentality because being a paramedic, you see more of the medical emergencies. Um, and, and it's funny and it's ironic too because it's um, as a paramedic, you're taught um about seeing safety first before anything right but as a fireman you have the opposite mentality it's like okay the building's on fire but you're going into it (laughs) how safe is that right Um, (laughs) not safe really no
0: (laughs) not not really that's one
1: of those things you have to deal with right (laughs) well
0: yeah that i mean i it's definitely especially being a wife of a first responder it's nothing you get prepared for because any moment any day you just have to be ready but like you said you did it because it was how can you be the best version of yourself But you get to be both a firefighter paramedic which not a lot of people do you get to the scenes first um and i know having a latino sometimes especially in the communities that you work in seeing a first responder that can speak to you in a language that you understand is so important because then you're able to really find out what is going through like if they're having pain or if they're feeling sick you actually get to know really what's going on and and that diversity really helps and the can you talk more about that because I feel like a lot of oftentimes a lot of Latino families don't want to call 911. They don't want to call emergencies because one they don't think they could talk and communicate with first responders and two they don't feel like they're there to protect them. So can you attest to to you changing that culture like as as, as a little seed?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean just being of having somebody there that looks like you, they can talk your language, um, definitely makes a world of difference because it opens up um, other things that sometimes people can't get to rather trying to like answer um, or question. Right. Um, It definitely, it's like, you know, a culture, uh, culture competency is very important because it just allows you to take care of the people that, you know, sometimes are high in the shadows, um, I know for a fact, um, just having somebody there that's, um, you know, uh, and our people, I mean, they really, sometimes it's funny, because in our job, we kind of joke around, it's like, unless it's a Latino family calls uh, 911, it's because it's really a real emergency, right? (laughs) Um, Because A, they're either, um, you know, worried about the hospital bill or the ambulance trip itself, because it's not cheap, right? And so they're like, why are we going to call an ambulance, right? Because it's uh, it's money that they sometimes don't have, and they're going to shy away from calling that, unless it's a really dire emergency, right? Or the... uh, um, the whole misunderstanding that, oh, we don't have papers, you know, um, we are not going to call because we might actually get exposed and, you know, get yeah. in trouble, right? But I know that's a misconception that people have um, because we don't care for that stuff. You know, if it's an emergency, it's an emergency. We don't care if you have insurance or anything like that. A lot of people still think uh, it's like, oh, they don't have insurance, so they're not going to take care of us. yeah You know, they're still going to take it to the closest hospital and they're still going to give you the, the proper treatment.
0: Yeah. Well, one of the things I do want to add, mm-hmm. though, is that, You know we talked about now that's the job that you have like Mm -hmm. how you transcend it from being this youth in chicago who had choices right whether you you know spend time doing this or you spend time doing this for the path that you want in your future but subsequently because you always want to take it up to the next level um, you you became an educator for you know cpr first like first aid first help you know like whatever people can do in the immediate and you made that into a, a community driven, you know, educational program um, with your hearts in action, right? And um, I want to say I'm very proud of the work that you've done and that you've created. I'm really proud of the of the people that you've helped because the people that you helped are las tías, los tíos, los, los, las mamás que have their, um, you know, babysitting programs or babysitting businesses and you know when a lot of parents are looking for people to take care of their kids one of the things that you want to make sure is that those people are trained to make sure to to help your child if they're choking on something so you bringing that to the community is amazing so i condemn you for that um but then you also do something even more now in pilsen in chicago everyone there's amazing festivals when there's not a pandemic going on. Mm-hmm. And these festivals are amazing, you know, sometimes they're in downtown, you know, but then here in Pilsen in Chicago and in, in Little Village, um, there's these big festivals that happen and once in a blue moon, they started getting even more, um, you know, well known, like Villa Palooza and La Fiesta del Sol and um, I know there's different festivals that happen but daniel here gets um with a heart in action bring his his own personal ambulance and like sets up shop and can you talk a little bit about how you became the first like bilingual first aid station in these massive festivals that are predominantly focused on latino communities because what you told me was that like they don't for small festivals like this they never get a chance to have a first aid station like big festivals in downtown Mm -hmm. so how does that play into your community-driven projects of making sure that people are educated and trained, and you're there for their service?
1: Well, um, yeah. Um, so the whole idea and the whole, you know, the uh, business idea that I have and that I implemented, uh, hearts in action, corazones acción, doesn't necessarily just stem from you know teaching people people to. Be uh, go out there and help on emergency situations and get certified uh, through the American Heart Association, right, and be able to perform first aid or um, you know CPR. But also, I wanted to take it up to the next level, like you said, right? (laughs) Take it up to the um, next level. Opportunity to those people that are interested, or bring uh, nurses or EMTs to the community to help out Mm in such events, um, food festivals, right? or music festivals, for that matter, um, where they get a chance to interact with people or help people out and kind of just doing basic checkouts. Right. Checking them out, making sure that they're OK. And then, you know, if they get injured or sick, we attend to their needs. Right. And so just kind of bring my experience from what I do in my job and, um, and from where I worked at different festivals that are, that are a larger scale. And just kind of bring that as a community, because it's not only a chance to mentor people that are interested in that type of field, Um, But it's also a chance to get them exposed to the different career paths um, if they're interested in because now they see the role model, they're doing this thing. Um, They get to volunteer. There's an opportunity that I also offer them, right? Obviously, give them a little training in first aid or CPR uh, for their volunteer work ahead of time. It's just something that I strongly, you know, Encourage. um, encourage and do, because I want to be prepared for, you know, if an emergency does happen. But again, they're there to kind of learn as well as, you know, actually do what the job requires. And so that's an amazing opportunity that I kind of you know thought that there was a need for. Um, and believe it or not, I know with Fist Out Soul, they gave really birth to like, you know, a lot of things that happen because they believed in me, right? And again, it's and it's important that, you know, lo, local organizations or businesses believe in and the youth and what they can do. Um, because okay. again, I'm like one of those examples that I like to think that, you know, make things happen and just make things happen. Um and I know with uh Fist Out Soul it's something it's a great opportunity uh for Youth to come and help all volunteer.
0: That's incredible. And mm. I something so important that you said is that it's, it's important for organizations to really invest and believe in the youth. And as obviously as we've seen, you know, we don't need our youth to be murdered at 2.30 in the morning ever. Um, and we also need to make sure that as a community we are paying it forward. Mm-hmm. And I think constantly when we are trying to, I know you've mo- tried to motivate your knees, try to motivate my knees, and try, we try to motivate folks around us so that they can take on these opportunities. Um, one of the reasons we became really good friends was because we both had a very go-getter attitude where we wanted to continue to succeed by taking it to the next level, whether it be our love for art or our love for community organizations or our love for the work that we do in social justice or in healthcare. All of it interwines. So like for me, justice and healthcare where we educate our communities, right? Because why? During this pandemic, our community has been the most affected COVID-19. And, you know, that's something that affected our family in the sense that even though, you know, God bless that we did not get COVID-19, you know, you had to work and expose yourself constantly through every single run at work and even at work where you were like told about Exposure three weeks later after you had already been exposed and you know, living on the edge, but that mentality that you're there to serve and you're there to serve others and to help others. Now you're giving vaccines, you know, now you're every day that you can, you go give vaccines, you know, through programs, partners, and organizations that have hired you to do so. But in that, every time you see a uh, Latino or Latina or somebody that's come from a minority group, do you do you feel like you prepared yourself for these moments to let them know, like, hey, taking the vaccine is okay. Hey, like, it's going to be all right. Because they, they are all scared that they don't have all the information because the information is not in every single language.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you can't prepare for everything, mm-hmm. but you can start off somewhere. Um, and just a accumulation of these things that you're, you know, preparing for, it gives you greater knowledge to take on certain things, mm-hmm. um, and it just it helps you to be there in the community, really. So one of the community organizations or I'm vaccinating currently, I mean, it's here in Pilsen. So it's like, again, remember where your, your roots are, you know, remember where you came from, and uh, where there is a need, um, you can be the person that makes it happen. You know, if it's not there, or if you see a different vision that you would want to implement. You know the opportunity is always there. You just gotta, you know, challenge yourself and talk to people, um, and don't shy away from
0: it. That's and that's incredible. And I do. It's a it's a biggest thing to know. Like, first to say that you find your partner for the end of the world. <laughs> you know, we we ended up getting married right at the beginning of 2020. We thought this would be the best year ever, and then the pandemic happened, right? And then you know, work life balance and all of that. We always have to come to terms. Of the sacrifices that we make because we're here to serve others and i do want to commend you know all the first responders out there who are especially the nurses and and you know the the folks are working around the clock um people who are picking up sick people like paramedics and emts and then our firefighters are are you know out there volunteering or giving out vaccines and then just you know everybody who's in the front lines are sanitation workers and teachers especially teachers who really have to put themselves out there to be not only a parent a babysitter an educator a leader and a motivator from everybody that does education like really this is about you because guess what like i said in the beginning it's about our humanity when we are in touch with our humanity we're there to serve others and again we're not here competing with each other we're competing with ourselves to again be the best version of ourselves all the time and when you have people who don't don't let anybody ever tell you that where you come from is going to define who you are, you create the world around you and you can come from any place in the world and you can still always give back to your community. And I'm really thankful for that because I know that that's one of the reasons you're like very rooted in Chicago because you're always going to try to give back to the community that raised you. One of the things that I talked to other folks who have been here on my show is that Chicago is a place where your friends and and each other raise each other right where like your friends become your family um your friends become your brothers and sisters your friends either grow with you or you outgrow each other but that is something that you you've seen here like do you think that Chicago has raised you or do you think that you know you you became an anomaly out of Chicago? like as in somebody that did not really go with the flow with their friends but did their own thing
1: i think just the life experiences here growing up in chicago made me into the person that i i become and um want to become right yeah um because in honesty because i actually it was during my seventh degree um yeah that i actually got a chance to live out of uh chicago and went to nashville tennessee and the culture out there was way different Um, complete difference to the point where you know I wanted to come back, and I saw (laughs) like the value, especially being from Pilsen, to come back to Pilsen because I saw there as a gateway to become a you know a person that can challenge myself and that had a purpose, right? Yeah. Um, and so yeah, definitely, uh, Chicago is full of diversity and different uh, neighborhoods that propel one to like take on greater challenges and to you know. We claim that Chicago and say, hey, you're coming from Chicago, you know, you're a go getter. And so, you know, your resilience and anything that comes your way, you know, it doesn't matter which neighborhood you come from, but, you know, it's, it's, it's who you are. And so we yeah. are Chicago. Chicago, so what I've represent. seen. <laughs> what I've
0: seen from people our age, um, like some people in the studio think that we're old, but, you know, our age, um, we are resilient. I mean, some of the folks here are incredibly, you know, mobilized motivated energized starting their own businesses we have people that have their own restaurants that they i have this um hopefully next week we i talk to um this 19 year old who has her own like eyelash business right there's people here in chicago are very resilient very motivated to be you know go-getters to start their businesses to make money because the american dream is to get their parents out of poverty to get themselves out of poverty um but obviously the american dream does not come to those who fall asleep um we have to be awake and we have to be ready to take on that challenge um but anyways another thing i want to talk about just because we're we're here and i want to make sure that everybody gets a chance to really listen to this is that you know you decided to to invest and be a homeowner in in chicago you you have roots in chicago if you were to talk to yourself 10 years from now what would you tell yourself
1: well i mean keep going um the world is big um keep pushing forward here you know the the any obstacle that comes your way is a learning lesson um it shouldn't make you you know hate the world or hate people it's it's just an experience of you know your surrounding um to never give up when there's a will there's a way I've, i remember saying that as a child you know, so it's just because it's not your way now doesn't mean it can't, there's no will for it later on. Right. Um, and so I'll never give up. Keep going. Keep pushing through.
0: And you also once said that you're a man on a mission. Right.
1: Oh, that's right. Okay, and uh, you know, nobody
0: <laughs> ever forget, you know, you're a man on a mission. Um, if you could go back in time 10 years, would you tell yourself something different or would you keep it all the same?
1: I think I would keep it the same because that's what got me to where I am today. Um, And, yeah, just keep pushing through and, you know, just being very optimistic about life. Uh, And just keep always remember to keep smiling. I know that's what (laughs) I remember saying there, because even though it might be hard at times, you keep reminding yourself, you know, that there's positivity at the end of the the tunnel um, or light, um, that things will eventually, you know, fall into place.
0: So I want to say this just because we're coming down to the end of our segment, but I do want to say that you know when I met you, 11 years ago almost, um, you know one of the things that I was that I was always admired and really happy about is that you always had a really big bright soul and a big bright smile, just ready to like you know down for anything you know mm-hmm. down to go and have random you know food especially those swings i really liked (laughs) but also you would just be there to support and and be there as a good friend um you picked me up from a winter storm once and you didn't even know how to drive in the snow yet (laughs) i didn't know that you never told me but you know throughout the years i saw you grow and i saw you take on the world and sacrifice so much you know um uh, you know i took you to the airport when you decided to take a chance on the military you know like you always did things that were hard you know preparing yourself physically for those fitness tests to become a paramedic to become a firefighter the sacrifices the endless nights of studying because like you said nothing's ever easy and you still still kept doing it even when it was hard even when people tell you that it wasn't possible or people would try to derail you from your goals and dreams um, you bought it your, your first house because you wanted to prove to your mom that you can do it to prove to everybody, to the community. And you keep doing that every single time. So I just want to say congratulations. Incredibly proud of the road of success that you've taken, but also that you always do remember your roots. So I really want to say thank you. And, you know, you can see more about him on my website, not just because he's my husband, but because... <laughs> He is, I'm going to put, um, I in his information. So folks want to get certified for CPR. You're in the Chicagoland area. Um, you're very welcome to reach out. And there are classes, bilingual classes in English and Spanish um, as well. And so we'll put that information on our website. And um, do you want to give a message just to folks watching us, you know, about, you know, what they're thinking if they want to take a job in, in, in being a first responder?
1: Well, I know another thing before I talk about that too. There's also volunteer opportunities too. Um, when we get back to normality, or when there's uh, music festivals or food festivals here in the area, either local, um, in Little Village here or in Pilsen. I mean, it's a great opportunity to hang out with myself and other, um, you know, healthcare professionals. Um, so if that's a field that you're interested in or you have a skill, I highly encourage you to you know come out or reach out to me. Uh, so you can kind of get your foot in the community, right? And actually practice some of those skills out in, in the public and live, right? Um, but if as far as responders, I mean, it's just a calling uh, that you need to answer the call to. Um, if you want to be a public servant, I mean, there's um, that opportunity that I would highly encourage you never give up on your dreams, never give up on it. Um, obviously, you want to prepare yourself mentally and physically, because, you know, I always reminded myself, um, how can I... Be of help to somebody else if i can help myself right and i want to be able to give the best version of myself to somebody so that I can be there for them when they need me
0: amen amen so i'm really really thankful and remember out there be good to one another there's so much hate in the world we don't need hate on each other there's enough of that in the world that we don't need remember to be in touch with your humanity when a neighbor needs your help and when you see somebody being bullied or seeing somebody being racist out and out in the streets say if you see something it's like if you see something, say something. Um, I know sometimes our our especially our raza doesn't want to get involved, no queremos estar en el mitote. But if it's something that's going on that you know could cause danger or an injustice, say something. Uh thank you so much. And again, we do everything with love. This is your girl, JS with love.